But the thing about it is this. We're not worried about stupid enemy. Because we know he's stupid. We know he's stupid. And because of it, we have to allow ourselves to be on cue at all times. All week long, I've been excited about giving out this word. And regardless of what we face on Sunday mornings trying to get here, never allow the enemy to dampen your joy with the Lord. Because that's where your strength is going to come from. If the enemy can kill that, then the enemy can kill you and me too. Operators, video, audio, five, four, three, two, one, we're live. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Enough said. The word today, as I said, is an ex- extremely powerful word. It's a special word for God's people today throughout the world. And I want you to understand that in order to understand this word today, you got to get rid of your theology because your theology is probably incorrect. Amen? Amen? Your theology has probably been passed on by others. And when the blind lead the blind, they both fall in a ditch. And religion will blind you. Yes, it will. But spirituality in God will open you up, free you to receive the word of the living God. Our message today is entitled The Light That Failed. The Light That Failed. F-E-L-L. Failed. I'm going to start in Genesis 1, verses 1. See, in order to... In order to straighten something out, you got to go back to the foundation, to the beginning of it, right? Because if the beginning of it is crooked, then the rest of it is going to be crooked too. Amen? Amen. Come on now. So we got to start back at in the what? Beginning. (laughs) And then we're going to bring this thing on up. And when you leave here today, you're going to have a revelation of the understanding of who and what God is and who this other character is. Put Genesis 1-1 up for me, please. In the beginning, that word God there means Elohim in Hebrew. 
If you want to know the Bible, if you want to be a preacher, or if you think you're a preacher and you don't know the original text of the Bible, the Hebrew and the Greek and Aramaic in the New Testament, Hebrew and the Old, then you're not going to be a good preacher. Just that simple. You need to know what you're doing and what you're talking about when you're up here standing before God's people. Amen. Amen. In the beginning, beginning means Bereshit, Hebrew. Beginning. Elohim, God. If you want to know who Elohim is, the seven spirits around the throne, you'll find that in Isaiah, the 11th chapter, verses 2, the spirit of the Lord was upon him. That's one spirit. And the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of Wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Those are the seven spirits around the throne. This is what did the creating. Put it back up there. The Elohim. And Elohim created the heaven and the earth. Watch this. Created. Created means that they brought in a new circumstance and a new condition for heaven and for earth. Amen? We've got to get this straight from the beginning, people. And God, Elohim, created, made new conditions and circumstances in the heaven, because he created the heaven, which is the visible universe, but it's also the habitation of God. Amen? We're going to get this thing straight from the beginning, and then we're going to build on it, okay? But not only did he create the heaven, but he created a thing called the earth. Now, right there where you're going to get stuck if you don't know what you're doing. That word earth there means the people of the land. You've got to catch that to get the rest of it. If you don't catch that, you're going to miss it because something's going to happen. You see, the Bible says he created heaven, his habitation, and the earth, which is the, somebody say, people of the land. That means people were here. Come on. See, Adam didn't come to later on. See, that's what theology would mess your head up. Mm-hmm. But something happened. And we're going to find out what happened. Because if God in the beginning created the heaven and the people of the land, the earth, then something went wrong. Because verse 2, it goes into a whole different segment. Something happened. Well, let's see what happened. Let's go to Ezekiel 28, verses 14 and verses 15. Ezekiel 28, verses 14 and verses 15. And I, I know y'all ain't going to hear this nowhere else. Call, call, call. If you don't know, you just don't know, right? Amen. If I put you in an airplane and tell you to fly the airplane, you don't know how to fly, then what you going to do? 
You're going to mess something. You won't even know how to get it to move. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all talk to me. Because I'm going to take my time with this. Come on, enjoy myself this morning. I'm not, I ain't going to worry about who here and who not here. Who could have been here, who should have been here. I ain't going to worry about that. I got a word from the Lord. I'm going to take my time. And I'm going to give this word to you and reach you inside where you can be happy and not sad. How huh? you be happy and not sad? So let's find out what happened. Let's go to Ezekiel 28, verses 14 and 15. Watch this. Are y'all there? Put it up there. It says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Now wait a minute. And I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. And has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. And you were perfect in all your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity, sin, was found in who? In you. Uh-huh. Well, that word anointing, a lot of people mess that word up. That word there means to be outstretched in the knowledge of God. In other words, you are more capable of what God is saying than the average. That's what the anointing means. Now, people have different anointings. And people have different degrees of the anointing. And in order to understand that, then you got to work out of your anointing. You can't work out of, see, there's too many people trying to work out of somebody else's anointing. But you see, God is not a facsimile. The church is not supposed... See, this church ain't supposed to be like that Baptist church down the street. Because if it is, then we got a problem here at House of Destiny. A big problem. Mm -hmm. He says, you are the anointed, you are the outstretched cherub. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you also cover. Ain't that what it said? That word cherub there means flanking the throne of God. Y'all know what flank means? That means to be right in line to the throne, right behind God. So we talk about Lucifer here now, who was the light bearer, right? Amen. But it also means chariot of God. Now, when you dealing in this, And you understand that the chariot of God is a vessel that transports the Spirit of God. Amen? So that word cherub there means chariot of God. Lucifer was a, not only was he in line, he was flanking the throne of God. Third in line, next to Christ. But he was also a chariot of God. He transported God's spirit. And where did he transport it to? His position was to cover the earth and brings God enlightenment to the people who was already created on the earth. Bear with me. I'm going to show you a trick you'll never forget through the Holy Ghost. 
So you need to listen and understand what's really going on. And then you'll understand why so much darkness in the world. Why so much insanity in the world. Why so much sickness in the world. You see. So here's God being transported. His spirit of enlightenment. And Lucifer's job was to cover the earth. Because that's where God had positioned him. I'm proving to you in the word. He positioned him to cover and to teach the people of the land, the earth, about God. It was a spiritual evolutionary thing, okay? To bring man from one degree to another degree and make him in the image and the likeness of God. But God wanted, wanted to do this in a interval type way with the people that he created. Oh boy, this thing going to get deep and it's going to get good. The word tells us that he was on the holy mountain of God, which is the spiritual Eden of God. Word Eden means delight in God. Amen? And he said he walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. That means that he knew the thoughts of God because our God is a consuming fire. And he knew the thoughts of God. Oh man, Mr. Squeal. He said, you were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. Now remember, God created the heaven and the people of the land. It was a done deal, right? In Genesis 1, but something took place. This character who was supposed to have been covering the earth and bringing man up into a state of God, he figured that wasn't good enough. So when did he make this mistake, this fatal mistake? Glad you asked that question. Go to Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14. Amen? Go there for me. I need the scriptures, y'all. Wake up. How art thou fallen? Where? From heaven. heaven. Mm -hmm. Oh, who? Light bearer, Lucifer. Son of the morning. He's the son of the breakthroughs. How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Next verse. For thou hast said where? In his mind. In his mind. This is where iniquity was found in him. Watch this. I, he started running out of the I formation instead of the God formation. You see. We started doing the things. See, 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 when we start and get involved in a lot of stuff, the first thing goes is our dedication to our duties with God. I'm speaking truth. I'm speaking truth. I don't have friends in the pulpit. I speak truth from here. The only friend I got here is truth. That's it. 
ain't got nothing else for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to give it to you just like it is. He started running out of eye formation. He said, I will ascend where into heaven. But God, ain't, but God put him in the first heaven. See, he's talking about all the way up. God put him in the first heaven where he could the earth. Because the first heaven is the air. Second heaven is the star. Third heaven is the throne of God. Amen. When he wanted to go, watch him. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, the second heaven, and the angels. He said, I'm going to sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus' position. In the sides of the north. Next verse. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. In other words, he wanted to go above the word. The cloud represents the word of God here. But God say in the beginning was the word. He wanted to ascend above God's word because God's word had placed him in a specific area. But that wasn't good enough. Y'all following me, Christian? He said, then I will, he didn't say he'd be the most high, but he said, I will be like the most high. He wasn't that stupid. He knew he couldn't be the most high God, but he said, I can be like him. And then all hell broke loose because God said, okay, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you down. I wish my apostle was here this morning because I teach him as I teach you. You got to watch who you put in position. I say you better watch who you put in position. Pass that on to him. You see what Satan done to the one that created him. Amen? Come on now. He said, I'm going to be like the most high, and God took him down, busted him. But here's the thing. He was the transporter of God's spiritual light, right? That was supposed to be teaching the people. He was covering them, right? If it's raining outside and you ain't got no covering, no umbrella, guess what? You're going to get wet, right? And from your wetness, you're going to get sick and everything else. Am I in the house? So, so when you remove the covering, and where the covering was once light, and now the light goes out, ain't nothing left but darkness, right? Let's go to Genesis 1, verses 2. Here's where verse 2 comes into play. See, we got to redo verse. We got to do the beginning before we can do anything else. Because if the beginning is wrong in your teachings, then the rest of it is going to be wrong too, right? Amen? Now watch this. Now while I'm methodically taking you through the book, now watch this. Just wait a little while. We're going to make it clear to you if you just sit there and listen. You got to throw your theology and what you think about God and what you think that you know, because what you know is probably ain't quite on key. And we got to get it on key, eh? Because Jesus said, I give you the keys to the mysteries. And keys unlock secret things of God. Amen? Huh? What do you use in having a vault and you can't get in it? 
So you got to have a combination or the key to the mystery. Jesus said, unto you I've given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I've given you the keys. So when we go and we look at Genesis 1 verse 2, watch this. Watch what happened to the people. Watch what happened to them. When Satan failed, Lucifer, the light bearer, and the people of the, earth, of the land, the earth, right? Watch this. Was without form. You know what that means? That word means confused. Did you catch it? When you turn off the light, you're walking in dark, you're confused. So the people of the land became confused. They became void without form. They became void because where there is no light, where there's only darkness, there's only emptiness. Because you can't see nothing. Amen? Oh, I told you you're going to get right. And darkness, which is chaos, was upon the face of the deep. Darkness Chaos became enemies. That word face there means to be against. It became an enemy of the deep things that God was wanting Lucifer to teach us. Amen? And the spirit of God, the Elohim, the spirit of the Elohim, it began to move upon the face of the waters because the face of the waters was against the blessings. Amen? Amen. The water means blessings. It's in the book. So here we have a dichotomy, a situation where God is brooding upon the face of the waters. So, darkness was against the deep things of God in us, and us being able to reach those deeper things. And then God's Spirit was against the darkness that was upon the blessings to be found in the deep things of God. Amen? So, when you're in school... And you get to the first grade, you go to another grade. But if you don't keep going on up and on up and on up and on up, then your intelligent level is going to go down. You're going to become stupid as a mule. Because we once had a guy went to school with. He was 21 years old and he still hadn't graduated. He was a grown man. And he was still in school, high school. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. See, a lot of us ought to be done graduated. By now, he said you ought to be teachers. But I've got to reteach you all over again. The elementary things of God. Now, 
what Paul was telling them. See, Paul had a problem raising them up too. I'm so glad we got a mature church. Took a while to get it here. But I'm so glad. I'm excited about this word. That's why I'm taking my time. I'm savoring in this. All week long. I done put 40 hours in on this word. See, when y'all people come up here to eat, I, I, I put time in the meals that's being prepared. Wifey put time in. I don't know what nobody else do. I ain't with them. But I know what's in my house, in this house, and in our house. I know what kind of time we put in. And guess what? It shows. Don't nobody have to tell me. Don't want to tell me. Say without without form. Uh huh. That means the people became confused and empty and in chaos. Yeah. Mm hmm. Now go to Genesis one twenty eight. You know, I, I'm not going to be with you long. Genesis 1.28. Now we get into the other thing. Yeah. You know, God said, uh-huh, in verse 26 there, let us do what? Make man. It ain't up there. Don't worry about it. And let us make him in our image and after our likeness. Watch this. Remember I told you that God had the light bearer, Lucifer, to cover the earth. And since he was the chariot of God, he was carrying God's spiritual light. And teaching the people on the earth at that time, he was teaching them in intervals. But after they failed, because of Lucifer, then God come back with a new thing. He said, I'm not going to make man where he has to grow in intervals to become like me. But I'm going to create man in my image and in my likeness this time. It won't be no mistake. Did y'all, y'all, y'all getting what I'm saying up in your church? So he created man. He said, let us make man as Elohim. Because every time God said something, he challenged that which was there. That which was there was the people that had fallen into darkness. They didn't have nobody to enlighten them no more because Lucifer, who is now Satan, had fallen. And when he fell, the rest fell too. Amen? The roof fell in. Now here's the Lord. He said, let us make man. We're going to make him. And we're going to make him in our likeness, which is spiritual, because God is the spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. 
And he said, let us make him in our image. Our image means that he made us as celestial beings, heavenly beings. Oh, come on with it. And then he gave us dominion over everything, right? He said, this time I'm going to make him. He's coming out like I want him. We ain't going to have to grow him into this. I'm not going to use nobody. I'm, I'm going to do it. In other words, it's going to be a done deal when this one is made. So he made him and he called him man, which means Adam, which means red. Because blood is red. Now we'll make him like that. So he made man. And in verses 128, look at what he said. Now y'all got to catch this. I'm going to throw something out. And God blessed them. Means that he honored and crowned man. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, because, see, 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 every time God says something, he challenges that which is there. Well, darkness was there. So God is challenging him now, and he said, now look, this is what I need for you to do. I need for you to be fruitful. You know what, I need for you to bear some stuff for me, some more like you. Amen? See, that's what church folk be doing. <clears throat> and then he said, I want you to multiply. Because God deals in multiplication. But here's the catcher. That's why you got to watch which Bible you're reading. you got to go back to the original. Because the word says there, put it up there, that. And do what? You know what that means? What does re-do mean? You redo something. Replenish. Plenish means to do it the first time. Replenish means to redo it. Amen? See, see, when you, when you, when you take them okie doke Bibles that they got out here that they call Bibles, they don't call them holy Bibles no more. They call them Bibles. See, see, they done changed that word to try to trick you. They got that word changed to plenish. No, that's not what the Hebrew says. It say replenish. That means redo. See, see, because if they'd have put replenish there, then what would have happened is it would have tore up their theology. It would have tore it up. So once you start a lie, you got to continue with a lie. And you got to take out the truth and tamper with the truth because there are some places in these new Bibles where they've taken out complete scriptures. Like this one comes out through fasting and prayer. You go to the right one, which is the wrong one, and you won't even see that in there. That'll be omitted. Replenish. Replenish what? The people of the land. Remember that word earth there means people of the land. So here you got this thing called Adam and Eve, which is already created in the image and the likeness of God. But everything else out there, all the other people, they are in darkness. Amen? Amen. Where did Cain get his wife from? 
Cain went down the land of Nod, which is the land of wandering, and married. That means somebody was down there. He didn't marry a monkey. Amen? So somebody was down there when he was cast away for killing his brother Abel. Put a mark on his head. He went down into the land of Nob, which is the land of wandering. He began to wander around. And he ran up on some girl that he liked. And he, he married her. But she wasn't made in the image in the light. She hadn't reached that level yet. She was in darkness. And he was too. Because of what he did. Put that scripture back up there for me, please. Replenish. The word replenish there means not only to redo, but mass yourselves against what's already here. That's why I say be fruitfully multiplied. Because if an army is out there in darkness, you're going to have to have an army of light in order to push out what's here and bring in what God wants. And then he says, subdue it. And the rest is history. The rest is. The rest is history. So he made man. Made him in his image and his likeness. Called him male and female. Uh huh. And he called him man. Adam. Mm-hmm. And he called her Eve because. Eve means the mother of the living. But then something took place again. See. Satan was still hanging around among the people. In some kind of way, he got up in that garden which is the light of God. You ever had Satan get up in your delight? <laughs> in your soul? <laughs> you know, the Garden of Eden means the light of your soul in God, okay? But have you ever had the devil just kind of get up in there and start whispering to your inner sanctuary, to the Eve in you? Mm-hmm. That would happen. That would happen. Because he knew, okay, now, I done screwed up because, see, Satan didn't have a tempter. He tempted himself. He's our tempter, but he's the originator. He didn't have, he didn't have nobody tempt him but himself. Amen? So he said, now, if I can get man to do what I did, then the same thing happened to him. Well, I be dog. Now, when this thing started whispering to us, the biggest mistake we can make is start having a dialogue with it. It started talking to us, we start talking to it. Now we communicate, we in trouble. You know? See, that's what happened. That's what happened. So, here's God, and here's man. Here's the old whispering in channel known as the serpent because he likes to whisper in your ears and enchant you. 
He liked to rub you down like Delilah rubbed uh, Samson, put you to sleep, mm-hmm. cause you to miss what you should be catching. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why your life ain't no better. You wonder why you're not growing spiritually because you see, when you start looking at a man instead of the God in him, well, you done lost anyway. You done. You done. Because you don't understand that Jesus said it ain't you that they reject, but it's me and the one that sent me that they reject. See, this thing is dangerous. This thing is dangerous. So Jesus said, let him that has ears to hear, let him hear. See, everybody can't hear. See, we're looking for those that can hear. Those that can't hear, that's on them. That's not our problem. So he says, replenish this thing. Replenish it. Subdue it. You got dominion over all of it? Satan comes in and says, now wait a minute. You're going to make him in your image and in your likeness. Well, what about me? Now you, now you done threw me out. Well, you got thrown out because you were disobedient. You wanted to move beyond the office, the position that I'd given you. So now I got to do what I got to do just like I do here. You get out of line, you get tapped. Amen? Everybody know that. Even the roach bugs. Yeah, everybody know that. Mm-hmm. You don't see no roaches running around here because they know we can't go up in there. That's a fool. But I do that to protect y'all. That's why I do that. So God said, okay. So you want to listen to Satan? You want to close your ears to me and open your ears to Satan? Because Satan got a, what's called a stubborn spirit. He's an old fool, and he'll make you a fool too. Yeah. He'll, we talked about the parables of life, how that old stony mind, I keep the word from coming in. We talked about that. I remember everything preached up here. What I'm trying to do is get us to remember it when we go out them doors. Because that's where the test really comes. Just like I reiterate the fact that I told my people, Reb them, small. I said, I'd be, and prayed over him back there because I knew something was going to take place that was out of the ordinary. And ain't no telling what else done took place, you know, through the week. But the enemy's out to try to kill us. The enemy tried to kill me a couple weeks ago when, we, when I signed that contract for 50, 50 more million, 51 more million viewers. Tried to take my life. Literally. Then he come back the other day when, when uh, they called me from Atlanta t- 
to do a, a television network premiere on uh, on Preacher Word, uh, World Television Network, one of our television networks that we preach the sermons on. I got to go out there the 28th of February or uh, the 18th of February, somewhere along in there, and do it. But the thing is, is my baby and I was sitting there that morning, were we not, Brenda? Sitting there. I'm going to tell you now, Satan is real. We sitting there eating breakfast, and something told me to look over, because my baby had just cut on the eye, not the eye, but the oven, the self-cleaning thing. And when you turn that self-cleaner on, see, that oven locks. You can't get it open. I looked over there, and the thing's on fire in there. And I'm just trying to get it open. I'm going to to say, cut it off, cut it off. So I cut it off, and eventually it smothered it out. Satan don't like it when we're moving forward, when you make it an impact. And you have to understand what you're going up against when it's happening to you, or you'll cower down and become afraid and back up. See, that's what a lot of people do. Things get tough. They run. You can't go to war with no coward. When the going get tough, the tough get going. You know? That's right. The tough don't back up. Ain't, 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 ain't no plate or nothing on the armor in the back because we ain't supposed to be running. We supposed to be going at him. And what we don't understand is we talk about the devil attacking me. No, you attacked the devil first when you got saved. You drew first blood. He's reacting to that. Now you're wondering why you're in a fight. You started the fight. If you stayed over there with him, you'd have been all right. <laughs> Me too. I'm just telling you like it is. So they listen to the devil. And guess what happened? Same thing happened to the first one when he created the heaven and the earth. Are we not living in darkness? Are not the people living in darkness? Same thing. The bridge out on that road ain't going to never be fixed. Every time you go down it, the bridge still going to be out. And you're going to go down through there and you're going to fall in what's ever down in that ravine. And I'm going to tell you something. Y'all seen that picture King Kong? I'm talking about the one that old that black made, that guy black. I can't think of his first name. The one that they paid a half billion dollars to make. It's about three or four of them King Kong pictures. Back when them people fell down in that ravine and all them tish bites and termites and everything else started eating on them. And they were trying to get up out of there. See, that's what, that's what happened when we fall down. In that ravine. That's what sin will do to us. The wages of sin is death. That's the payoff. But the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. So in my closing. We understand. What this enemy. Has done. And what he has done is seriously tried to kill us. You often hear me say, 
that whoever has your ear holds your future. Be careful who you're listening to. Be careful what you're listening to. Genesis 3, verses 1 through 7, and I'm done. Just going to read it. 1 through 7. Watch this. Now, the serpent, that's not even up there, so y'all don't even worry about it. I'm just going to read it, mess with it a little bit, play with it a little bit. Not play, play, but you know what I'm talking about. We're not all religious up here, where you got to say everything proper. Can I just cuss? Can I just say what's on my mind? (laughs) Now the serpent, that's that old enchanter, that old whispering enchanter, he was more subtle than any other beast of the field which the Lord God had made. See, that beast of the field is your emotions. And that old whispering enchanter, he always talking to your emotion. <laughs> and he said unto the woman, that's that inner spiritual place within us, because the woman came out of that. He said, yeah, hath God said now. See, he challenging what God said now. You should not eat from every tree of the garden. See, them trees are people. We're trees of righteousness. You better not eat from every person. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Whether it's Physical food or knowledgeable food. You better know who it is you're listening to when you're listening to them. Because he's saying, now, now wait a minute. He's saying, now, had God said you couldn't eat from every tree? Yeah, he said you couldn't eat. He said you can keep eat from all of them, but stay away from that one particular one. Watch this. Verse 2 says, And a woman said unto the servant that always see she done went into a conversation with him. We may eat of the tree of, or the fruit of the trees of the garden. Yeah, the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, that's self. That's the tree of self or those that are involved in self. The Bible says, don't lean to your own understanding, you know. God has said, you should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the old serpent said to the woman, uh-huh, you won't die. <laughs> you won't surely die. <laughs> you know, he talked to us. For God knows that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you should be as God's, knowing good and evil. Mm-hmm. You will. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, uh-huh, that's the lust of the flesh. Is how he gets you. And that it was pleasant. Yes, it was. To the eyes. That's the lust of the eyes. And it was designed to make one wise. That's the pride of life. Those three things. When she saw all this, she took of it and she ate it. And not only did she do that, but she gave it to her husband to eat. And the eyes then were both open. And they realized they were naked. And then look what they did. 
They tried to cover themselves with fig trees. Fig tree, fig leaves means that they tried to act like they was pure. You know how religious folk are in the church. They come all in the church like they're all this and they're all that. They don't do that here because they know better. You know, we've been teaching them better, you know, but praise God. But we got some every once in a while to come up in there jacked up and don't know it. And we try to help them and try to straighten them out. And if they don't want to get straightened out, well, they'll, they'll flock on out of here because all we want is the best. You come in like you are, but don't stay that way. <laughs> huh? Don't stay that way. Fifty years later, you still raising hell with everybody. You don't like what Sally got on. You don't like what Sue got on. All that old stupid stuff. And people coming up in here trying to get a word from the Lord so that they can grow. And be more like God. Like he created us as the head and not the tail. Christians still living like they the tail. Because they don't have the faith to believe that they're the head. You got to have faith to believe the word of God. You got to have faith to understand for the word of God to work in your life. You lose your faith, you're done. You got to fight for that. And you got to fight to keep it. Because it's harder to retain it than it is to get it. It's just like money. You can get money easy. If you got any. But keeping it, that's because the world is a needy place. And everything's trying to get your money. Everything, everything and everybody is trying to get some money. You know? And that's the greatest Bible on earth. Because on it, it says, In God we trust. And everybody. Has that Bible in their pocket at some time or another? Y'all don't talk to me. But they don't worry. They don't never read that. They read that number on it, that denominational number. Whether it's a 10, 20, or 50, or 100, you know what I'm saying? And the bigger the denomination, the more happy they are. Oh, I've been blessed by the Lord. Now, you need to read the rest of that on there. In God we trust. We run around here believing in man and all his scientific thing, and he's killing us with our stupid selves. He's killing us. He's killing us with the food we eat. He's killing us with the shots we're taking. He's killing us with the medicine we're taking. Because you can't take no medicine without having a side effect. Why is it like that? They make it like that. We believe in man, but God said, who shall put their trust in man is cursed. We were talking about that this morning. You got to have a mind of your own. And your mind better believe what God is telling you instead of what man is telling you. Because man has an agenda that's against God. Man's agenda is not in line with God. Moses said, I stand by, sit before you two roads. You can take that one that leads to death, or you can take that one that leads to life. And I'm sitting the same road between us today, those two. You can take your choice, and me too. 
But he said, choose life so that you may live and your children may live. And in this world that we're living in today, when everything is speeded up and everything is crazy and everybody is crazy and every time you turn around, there's a body being found somewhere, especially of women. Because you're too gullible. You can't do what a man do. You can't go where a man go. Don't you believe this garbage out here that these so-called feminists or whatever they are. That's the devil's breed. The only thing this thing will work. The only way it will work is that we stay in opposition and do what God has called us to do as men and as women. That's the only way it's going to work. When a man has a household and he don't stand up, his household will defunct. When a man has a woman that won't do what she's supposed to do as a woman, his household will defunct. I don't care who it is. And that's the way it is, church. That's the way it is. When the light falls. The light that fails. It caused a catastrophic event of confusion, darkness and chaos, emptiness, all of that. And we're walking around here looking like humans, but we're empty on the inside. No joy, no spiritual connection with God. Going to church every Sunday, but it's not being, the, the connection is not being made. And it's not all the people in the pews fault, but a big part of it is what's in the pulpits around the world. But the people won't stand up and demand more. They won't stand up to the government. They won't stand up to clergy. But if the people would rise up, they would get more. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. You would get more. If you would just stand up and say, man, you got, you, you got to give me more. Because what I'm getting, that ain't, that ain't doing it. That ain't doing it. I need more. Somebody say, I need more. From God. Not from man, but from God. Give God some praise and praise. Give God some praise.